We're so afraid to be a beginner. We're so afraid for people to see us beginning something new. We want to show up when we have the beautiful after photo. Like, see, I did all this thing in silence and nobody noticed. And the reality is, is when we can reach back and say like, hey, I'm in this middle. It's probably really messy right now, but you're invited to join me because we're painting that picture of what is to come. Every wedding that I booked, I posted about it. Every time I got a hundred new fans, I posted about it. Every time something good happened, I shared about it and people felt like they were a part of this journey. It just made it one so much more enjoyable, but it also made it so much less lonely. Hey, you guys, and welcome to the show. And being a beginner, oh my gosh, it's something that I struggle with so much, and I can't wait to jump into it in today's conversation with Jenna Kutcher. It's all about the power of being a beginner and how we can create the life that we want. If you're not familiar with Jenna, well, she's a small town girl living a big life with the number one marketing podcast in the country. And she says it all started with a $300 camera that she bought on Craigslist. I know you're going to find yourself in her story, whether you're struggling in a job that you don't really love, or maybe you're in a season of rediscovery or trying to find those rhythms in parenthood between work and parenting. Maybe you're struggling to conceive. Jenna gets real talking about how she created the life that she wanted and how she didn't sacrifice who she was in the process and how she built everything from the ground up. She's really impressive. But before we jump into this conversation, a big shout out to all of you for rating the show, for uh, writing reviews, for subscribing and sharing it with your friends. I've said this a couple of times, but you guys, we are building this show from the ground up. It's a brand new show. So anything you can do to give the show some momentum, I'm super grateful for. And I read every single review, including this one from Dawn, who says, I love this so much, Dawn. She says, in times when the world's a scary place, the thing I look forward to most is listening to Paula's podcast on my morning walks. Dawn, thank you for writing that review. And thanks to all of you who have just really supported this show from the very beginning. So without further ado, mom of two, entrepreneur, and marketing genius, our new friend, Jenna Kutcher. It's finally happening, everyone. Jenna Kutcher. No relation to Ashton Kutcher, right? Nope. No. We always None. joke whenever we check into a hotel, we're like, oh yeah, he's our cousin. And then and then we just let it go. Well, I was thinking before I talked to you, I was like, I think Ashton's from Iowa. You're from Minnesota. Yeah, so it's like not that far. It's it's the Midwest. <laughs> That's I'm right. From, I'm from Michigan. So we're gonna we're gonna go there with our accents today. That's right. Oh, I'm here. I love it. I'm so excited to get to know you. I'm so excited to talk to you about your big break, some of your passions, how you got to this place. Um, but Jenna, like first of all, you wrote this best selling book called How Are You Really? Let me ask you that. How are you really? How are you right now, Jenna? Yeah, you know, I'm in such an interesting season, Paula, and I feel like you'll be able to relate to this, especially with all your life transitions. But I am over a decade into entrepreneurship and I feel like I am in this like rediscovery yeah. phase of who am I? What do I want to do? What is all of this for? What does it look like? What does success mean at this stage of life? And so I am really good and I am just in pursuit of peace and right. walking through that journey in real time right now. I really appreciate how authentic you are 
on all of your platforms, but how you have found a really great balance. And I hate that word because yeah. there's, I don't think there's really like, we don't, we're never in balance, but you've done a good job establishing boundaries. Like, Hey, when I'm in mom mode, I'm in mom mode. When I'm in CEO mode, I'm in CEO mode, but you've done a brilliant job of establishing those boundaries. You just rattled off like 15 questions. Like <laughs> these things, you say that you're the world's most curious human, but I think yeah. I, I, we might be tied. My nick, my nickname growing up, Jenna, was Paula. Twenty questions. I was, oh, so, I was so nosy. I love that. I love that. I mean, you're doing a great job, though. So my mom was that person, and we always hated having our friends come over because my mom would literally <laughs> quiz our friends, and we'd be like, "Prepare for my mom." And now it is one thousand percent me. So she has passed the torch. You and I share it. And I love it. So Jenna, you are a small town girl from Minnesota, born and raised. That's where you live right now. One thing yep. I, I love about your story, I grew up in a really small town in Michigan. And now, you know, having lived in Chicago and New York, we're now living in a small town in South Carolina after blowing up our lives. We live in a town of 2300. Yeah. We don't have to live in a big town to live a big life. You're the same thing, small town, but you're living a big life in a small town and you've embraced that. Yeah. You know, what's crazy is that in my entire journey as an entrepreneur, we have only lived in towns with less than 10,000 people. I've never Amazing. left. And so we've shifted. We were in Wisconsin. We're back in Minnesota. And and I love that because I feel like it gives me this different ability to be grounded in like just the the slowness and the peace of that and still do these really big things. I mean, honestly, when people started realizing that they could do interviews just like this one, Right. Wherever you were in the world, it was the biggest win for me because I'm like, I've been telling you guys this for yeah. years. You don't have to move somewhere to do something big. That takes a lot of guts and courage to speak up for yourself like that. Not, And especially as women, we have a hard time advocating for ourselves. Where did that courage come from for you to even just that example you just gave? Guys, you can like create the life you want, but how do you have the courage and the chutzpah to do that? Yeah. You know, it's funny. I actually tell the story in my book, but I have always been a confident little girl. I can see it in my oldest daughter. Oh my gosh. She is like, I got this. Look at me. I'm okay. I get it. Um, but I tell this story in my book. And, and when I was a little girl, I was laying in between my grandparents. Every time we would spend the night at their house, we had this little spot on their floor called the cozy corner, which was literally just a little corner in their bedroom in this teeny little town. They lived on a farm and I'd climbed up into bed with them in the morning. And my grandma said, Jenna, why are you so beautiful? And I just looked at her super matter of fact. I said, well, that's how God made me. And I feel like I always just had this, this confidence within me. I wasn't afraid to go up and talk to the big kids. We lived around an ice skating rink. My brother played hockey and I would just go up to the big girls and say, my name is Jenna, J-E-N-N-A. Do you want to be my friend? <laughs> and that was how I always was. And it's really interesting because I even think it carried me through. And when I graduated high school, my my English teacher gave me this quote about marching to the beat of my own drum. And I feel like I've always honored that small voice that I think so many of us have muted out that says like, this isn't meant for you or sure that looks great, but it's not going to feel right for you. And I think it's allowed me to stay in alignment and just stay really clear on like, okay, what is going to work for me? What feels right for me? And that has helped me to build a life that actually feels good. Not one that just yeah. like looks good on the internet. Yeah, I, I like you aren't just talking the talk, you're walking it. And I respect you for that. You have the number one marketing podcast in the country. Um, it's called The Gold Digger, if you all have not listened to it. And I highly encourage you to. But 
on your website, you are very transparent that it hasn't always looked like this. And we always, we want the overnight success, but you have said, look, guys, it's taken me 10 years. You say, I haven't always had the clients, the courses, the sales, the books, the downloads. In fact, just a decade ago, you could have found me wearing red and khaki, exhausted in my stuffy windowless office. I thought I'd landed my dream job, but that dream turned into a ladder climbing nightmare. And I think that line right there, a lot of people can relate to it. They're in a job that they don't love. They have other passions. They want to get out. How did you get out? How can you advise other people to get out? Yeah, it's so interesting, Paul. I'll never forget the day that my boss sat me down. She was this amazing woman. She's still in my life today. And she sat me down at her desk and she said, congratulations, we've planned out the next five years of your life for you. And I'm sure you can relate to this in a sense of they thought they were doing me this favor of like, Mm -hmm. okay, here's where you're at. Here's where you're going to go next and next and next. And right away, I had this visceral gut reaction of like, they didn't even ask me what I want. Like they didn't ask Mm. me what I see for my life. And what was crazy about it is that they were spouting off that I would earn more and earn more and earn more. But they didn't realize all I wanted was time. Time has been my currency. And I feel like I am an old soul in that way that like, even when I was 23, I remember leaving that meeting and going back to my office, seeing this picture of this cute boy from college with the little mole by his lip and thinking, do I want to spend the next five years looking at this picture of the person that I love? Or do I want to figure out a way to build a life with him where I get to experience him and be with him? Mm. And it was just really interesting reaction of like, oh, this doesn't feel right. Like some people would jump at this chance. This is a beautiful opportunity. I'm not throwing it away, but I need to get out of this. And so it was so interesting because I had no plan. I didn't know, okay, I'm going to start a business or this is what it's going to be, or this is what it's going to look like. And I had bought a camera because we were planning our wedding. We couldn't afford a wedding photographer for every little thing. And so I wanted to document the engagement and this party and that. And so I bought this camera and I started to feel creative again. And I don't know if this has ever happened to you, but seeing as you're multi-passionate, just like I am, you forget that like you're this creative being and like you love Mm. to like try new things and experiment. And so when I bought a camera, it totally inspired me again. And I found myself falling asleep with my camera on my nightstand and waking up and taking pictures and styling shoes and my dog and all these different things. And I was like, wait, like maybe this is a thing. And so I've really learned to like pursue those curiosities, like those little God nudges of like, Mm -hmm. where is this coming from? I'm not totally sure, but I'm going to follow it. And so in the next year, I built this photography business, having never taken a photography class, having never studied entrepreneurship. And I was able to leave that nine to five job and start a wedding photography business. Oh my gosh. You say, yeah, your life changed. You bought that $300 camera off Craigslist, yeah, right? And you put yep. yourself out there. Oh, wow, Jenna. What was the job, by the way? The, the scuffy so I was job? So I for Target uh, with <laughs> red and I khaki. Like, I was like, red and khaki. She, is she a waitress at Red Lobster? Yes. No. She no. Be, which I was a waitress at Red Lobster, but I'm Love. like, no, that wouldn't be a stuffy. Those Cheddar job. Bay biscuits are so good. You know they're um, made, right? You know they're made from scratch. Don't tell me that because I always want to recreate them. Them in, <laughs> from scratch in the back, in the kitchen. 
so good. So yeah, good. Okay. Um, I worked for Target and I was head of HR for a store of like 150 employees. So I had like a little office in the store, but then I was also bringing the garbage out at night, helping stock the shelves. And so it was this beautiful juxtaposition of like, here's what sounds really important. The executive team leader of human resources, right. but here's what it really looks like. And it was being a key carrier and being called if the alarms go off in the middle of the night and driving yeah. around the store to make sure there's no one there. And so it was very interesting because I think too, it was one of those times in my life where I realized this sounds important. This sounds yeah. exciting. This sounds mm-hmm. like success, but it doesn't feel that way. And so even if people call it a little hobby or my little photography, business. To me, I know that it feels better than what yeah. sounds important. What can't be overstated is it was Target. You're talking about a retail yeah. giant who's like, hey, we have a bright future for you. Not yeah. just the bright shirts, but we have a bright future for you, Jenna. And you walked away from that because it yeah. didn't align with your values and beliefs. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Okay. So you buy this $300 camera, the side hustle becomes your business. You're getting married in the same year. What was your big break? Yeah. You know, well, it was the first time somebody actually paid me to take pictures of them. It felt like a million dollars. It was a hundred. And I didn't even (laughs) account for how much time I was spending on every piece of it. Right. But I think that for anyone who has ever had that entrepreneurial spirit, the moment Mm -hmm. that someone proves that your concept is worthy of investment, oh my gosh, your mind is blown. Your world is expanded. You can start to imagine like what this could actually look like. And I will never forget my first wedding couple. It was Madeline and Tyler. And I I think about them often because it gave me the confidence of like, this could be a thing. This could really be a thing. And I went on to shoot over a hundred weddings. I was named the top wedding photographer in the state of Wisconsin for multiple years on end. But then I found myself in another position of like, and this doesn't feel right anymore. And it was that our lives had changed and we were kind of entering a new season of our lives. Okay, you guys, I'm not going to tell you about something unless I really love it. And I love Able Clothing. Like you, I'm super busy. I don't have time to shop. I'm juggling all the things, work, life, kids, and trying to squeeze in a shower. And that's why I love Able, because these are clothes and accessories made by women for women, and they're sustainable with a purpose. Now, for all of you guys listening, hey, your woman is going to love Able. And right now, fill up your cart, get 40% off your entire purchase by using this proprietary code, it is Carrie Holiday 40. That's C A R R Y Holiday 40. The sale only goes through Monday, the 27th, which is Cyber Monday. Again, that code is Carrie Holiday 40. All the details in my show notes. Oh my gosh. Okay. So you start taking the photos and you're very transparent and about how everything worked for you. Again, you were not the overnight success. It took you 10 years. And I think that's really important to note, Jenna, everyone expects things to happen right away. We live in that instant gratification culture. I need it. I need it now. But this is what you write. You say in 2014, so three years after you started your business, you had less than 2000 followers on Instagram. And then in 2015, you hit 10k, which is a milestone. 2017, you hit 100,000. And then you went viral in 2018. Now you have millions of followers. It was slow and steady and it wasn't easy and you had to put the work in, right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it is wild. I love Facebook memories because it just reminds (laughs) you of like who you were, right? Right, And you know, there were so many posts where I would just be like, 
tooting my own horn because I've realized that like no one is going to be your PR agent. You cannot afford one when you're starting. You are your own publicist. Mm -hmm. And so anything good that happened in my life or business, I shared it because I wanted to invite people in, but I also wanted to remind them, hi, I'm over here. I'm trying to do this thing and it's going to be great. And you're in the journey with me. And I think nowadays, one of the things that we get wrong is that we're so afraid to be a beginner. We're so afraid for people to see us beginning something new. We want to show up when we have the beautiful after photo. Like, see, I did all this thing in silence and nobody noticed. And the reality Mm -hmm. is, is when we can reach back and say like, hey, I'm in this middle. It's probably really messy right now, but you're invited to join me because we're painting that picture of what is to come. I think that that's where we get it wrong these days. We don't want to show up in the messy middle. We don't want to show up as beginners, but I did that every step of the way. Every wedding that I booked, I posted about it. Every time I got a hundred new fans, I posted about it. Every time something good happened, I shared about it and people felt like they were a part of this journey. It just made it one so much more enjoyable, but it also made it so much less lonely. Mm -hmm. So, okay. So there's been a lot of breaks along the way for you. And I, I had to write that down. What you just said, we're so afraid to be a beginner. We feel like we got to have it all figure out instead of just saying, it's okay. I don't, I don't have all the answers. That's so good, Jenna. So you said 2011, you turn your side hustle into your business. You're taking photographs. You're a photographer having never taken a class (laughs) really, which is incredible that you uh, were already winning awards after just a year, but then it started not to feel right again. What did you do next? What did you feel like you were being called in a different direction? How did you know what steps to take? Yeah, so it's so interesting. So my husband and I met when we were 18. We got married when we were 23. And for the first five years of our marriage, we were convinced we would never have children, right? We said, sorry, mom and dad. It's just not for us. We just love our simple life, the two of us. And then something switched for us. And I think it was watching both of our siblings become parents and and seeing these, you know, little nephews that we just loved with every fiber. And, you know, the table started to turn. And all of a sudden, I feel like God just like plopped this, this idea of like, maybe we do want to be parents. And, you know, as a wedding photographer, your life is planned a year in advance. And for me, being in the Midwest, I basically was shooting every single weekend from April until October with no right. breaks. And right. so thinking about logistically, how is this going to work? How am I going to be pregnant and have a kid and shoot these weddings? And what does this even look like? And so, we were able to get pregnant and within uh you know 10 weeks we went in for the doctor's appointment and heard the awful words um trigger warning for anyone miscarriage um and they said there is no heartbeat it was so interesting because i went through that loss and i know you've had losses similar in that i felt convicted like there's got to be a reason for this and and maybe god just wants me to share this and like maybe this will be a part of my story and i get to paint his redemption and it's just you know it's going to be okay. And so I had to wait an entire year to try again to plan my pregnancy around wedding season. And a year later, we find out we're pregnant again. And I think this is it. This is the good story. I get to show everyone how great God is. And this is it. And we went in, we heard a heartbeat. We said, this is different this time. It's different. And then it wasn't. And we had another loss. And that time I was just angry. Like I was so angry of like, why is this happening? And what is going on? And what is happening in my body? And there was just this different layer of fear. There there wasn't this conviction of there's a reason. And 
I had to go and shoot a wedding after getting that horrible news, which if anyone's ever received news like that, to show up and work the next day like nothing is wrong Mm -hmm. is impossible. And I remember that day promising myself, I will figure out a different way to do business because I have built this flourishing, profitable business and it does not run if I need to rest. And I said, there's got to be a different way. And so I vowed to myself, let's figure this out. And so that was when I started to really explore the online world and how can I teach other people what I've learned and how can I show up and in the comfort of my own home and have that freedom that I craved when I became an entrepreneur in the first place. And so many of us, we start these businesses painting this vision of freedom, but what we really do is we build ourselves jobs that require us to run 24 seven. And so that was a huge turning point for me is like, how do I build something that's different? That is exactly what I did. And we were able to kind to pivot more into the online space. I was still shooting weddings, but I was taking less and less and less. I was not one to abandon what had gotten me to that point, but I was one to leverage it to say, okay, this got me to here, but how do I now move into the new direction? And so that was exactly what we ended up doing. Wow. And then I just want to say, I, I, I know how you feel. And I know a lot of people listening can relate to that, having to just kind of do that next thing after you hear the, the those dreaded words, there is no heartbeat. I remember preparing for this exclusive interview. This was 2017. I had booked this exclusive interview with Sean Spicer, and there was all kinds of controversy at the time. We had promoted the interview, and the day before, I was told there's no heartbeat. And so, and I've got to prepare for the, like, the interview of my career. And then I had to, you know, you have the miscarriage and then you have to have a DNC or however the the, the baby has to get passed and then you go to work the next day. And it's yep. just nobody knows what you have to carry or what you're carrying at that moment and mm-hmm. how emotional it is. Um, but I feel you, Jenna. Um, so 2018, you go viral. You have a baby. You have your baby Coco, right? She's yep. born in, in 2018. And then you also go viral. And the title of this... Lord. Some of the titles. I, I mean, I'm uh, kind of offended for you, but this yeah. curvy woman opens up about having Mr. Sixpack as her husband, inspiring thousands. I'm like, so funny. I mean, I mean we I, die. We die over it. What? First things first. My husband is a dreamboat. I love him to death. He has always loved working out. And when I was in that season of life with two losses back to back, full time entrepreneurship, pedal to the metal, like I have always been someone who has just loved my body, like that confidence that that three year old had in her, that 30 year old had in her. And it was so funny because the post was really just clapping back at someone who had been like, how does a girl like you get a guy like him? And I was like, we have been together for 10 years. Like we have been through so many life stages, so many losses, so many victories. Like, what are you talking about? And so when it went viral, it was almost laughable because it was like, how is this a news story? And Uh it was really interesting too, because up until that point, Polly, you brought this up earlier, like everything had happened so organically. I felt like I knew my followers. I felt like they had been in on this journey. And all of a sudden overnight, hundreds of thousands of people start following. And it's like, what do they want from me? What do they expect from me? And how do we carry this narrative that doesn't even really sit right with us? And what do we do to like leverage this story in a positive light? And and totally. it's, so it's been so interesting because nobody talks about the downside of going viral. There's so many beautiful things that can come from it, but it's also one of those things where it's like, 
all of a sudden these strangers are watching and seeing mm. what we're going to do and how we're going to post about this. And it's like, yep. I've been talking about my body for years because I yes. think as women, how we feel about our bodies impacts how we show up and what we believe is possible for ourselves. 100%. 100%. And so it was, it was hilarious. It was very yeah. hilarious. You should have said, my name is J-E-N-N-A. Yeah. <laughs> That's how you spell it to that woman. Yes. And, you've been, and you've been on your own journey. You've really started investing in like in your health and working yeah. out. And you look strong. Yeah. Really I strong. Feel it. Like, oh, it's I saw you do some sort of like wall handstand <laughs> push-ups. I was like, I watched it like six times. I'm like, I took CrossFit for two years and I yeah. didn't do that to save my life. Yeah. So. You know, it's been so interesting because I think for a while there was this part of me that believed like, and we talked about this notion of balance, right? Mm -hmm. And I feel like there have been so many different stages of my life where it's like, I'm all in on my business. I'm all in on motherhood. I'm all in. And like I said at the beginning, I feel like I'm in this like rediscovery phase of like, who am I? What do I want for myself? And how do I want mm. to show up in the world? And I, similar to you, you launched a book this year. You're like, you know how much energy that takes. And yes, I yeah. was coming out of having my second baby, thinking about launching this book, wanting to do all these big things and thinking, I don't have the energy to do this. Like mm -hmm. I can't, I don't know how I'm going to do this all. And that was when I started to reprioritize my health and dig into it. And it's been so interesting because it's been a little bit polarizing for some people because I've talked about my body for so long. And so now to see this shift and this focus on my health in a different light has been hard for people to understand. And again, it's just had to make me come back to like, what do I want for myself? How do I want to feel? And how can this potentially inspire yeah. people? And so it's been a really interesting journey. It's very personal, but I'm trying to not keep it super private, if that makes sense. I really um, admire you for how you're handling it too. And I just think you look strong. You know? I and feel I, and, it. And the fact that you're putting it out there, I think is really helping, forcing people to engage in some really great conversations. And you're not afraid to, you don't shy away from, from those hard conversations, Jen, yeah. which I appreciate about you. Okay, last real question, and then we'll get into a couple of your questions. And I, I'm sure even in that stuffy windowless job, you still learned a lot. Like I've learned yeah. even in the, even working at Red Lobster and Arby's and all these random jobs that I've had along the way, um, cleaning apartments, you know, you learn things that you can take down the road. But what advice do you have for those that are looking for their big break? You mentioned, you know, be a beginner, but what kind of yeah. advice do you have for anybody looking for that break? Yeah. So we talked about how this culture is so instantaneous. We want things right away. And I think mm -hmm. that there's another side of our culture that is so quick to abandon the gifts or the opportunities or the things right in front of you, the things that you're doing today. And I've learned that like we cannot grovel in the gift that we have as of today, but we can leverage it to be like our launch pad. And so yeah. every single time that I've started to feel that nudge, it's not like I walked out of Target that day and said, peace out, I'll figure this out. I've always <laughs> had to figure it out and use what is already working in my mm -hmm. life to get me to where I want to go. And yeah. so there are two types of people. There are jump in the net will appear types of people. And then there are people like me who are like, let me knit the net before I dive into it. And so what I would say is if you find yourself in a position where there is something out of alignment or that little voice saying, this isn't it for you, figure out what you can take from this life that you're currently living to help you good. launch forward and move in the That's direction good. that you want to go. 
Yeah. Um, I'm the jump in the net person. My sister <laughs> I love says that. that. She says I'm fire aim ready. Like there I we go. Car, I get in the car, start driving, and then I adjust my mirrors. Yes. I, because otherwise I'll overanalyze. Yeah. I'll think about it and I'll how it to death. Yes. So. And I love, I think it's good for people to have friends that are both types in yes. their life because it's yes. that challenge of like, go for it. It's like, well, wait, what's the plan? Like, how do we do this all together? <laughs> Exactly. It's a nice balance, right? Yes. It's honest. Okay. A couple of your questions. Um, Terry wants to know, she says, uh, what's the story behind your podcast name? And of course it's called Gold Digger, G-O-A-L, the number one marketing podcast in the country. What's the story behind uh, the name of it? You know what? There's no great story. And sometimes I hate the name because when I tell people that they look at my uh-huh. husband, like I'm a gold digger and I'm like, no, no, no. He's a stay at home <laughs> dad. Um, but when I was starting it, my community did like a hive mind and someone brought that up and I was like, oh, that's super cute. I love it. Um, And I do love goals and I love doing them in a special way of a way of alignment. And so it fits, but sometimes I have to spell it out for people and I'm like, next time I name something, I'm not going to do something that I need to spell it out. So Terry, I'm sorry to disappoint you on this one. Okay. Diana says, um, you have really cool style. Where do you shop? And I know you said you'd rather like any given day like me, I I love to be in jeans or jorts, which I have on now shorts and a t-shirt. Well, Paula and I were laughing because I have on like Lululemon shorts and then a sweater. So the, I have a recent obsession with a shop. I might even say it wrong. Suzanne, Suzanne, S-E-Z-A-N-E, Suzanne. S E because I was like Cezanne, she's like a pop. Yes, no, Cezanne, okay. I think. Um, S E Z A N E E. Yes. Okay. Uh, nice. So I've been shopping there, and I also Hello. do a clothing rental every month called Newly, where you get six pieces a month. It's like seventy dollars, and I get really fun things, and then I uh-huh. can send them back because I am trying to do my part in the environment, but also do my part in my closet. And so that's been a fun way of incorporating things that I might not normally wear into my wardrobe. So I love a little clothing rental. One of my dear friends loves Newly. Yes. I'm always like, where'd you get that? She's like, Newly. Yes. And then if you really like a piece, you can buy it. So it's like, great. That's great. Um, And then this last question, why do you think women are afraid to dream? Oh, because the second that you put it out there, you are accountable to doing something about that. And so I feel like we don't even want to get quiet with ourselves and admit that life doesn't feel like we thought it would. We don't want that accountability because we know we are the doers. And the minute we admit the dream, we got to do. And so we don't even want to go there. Oh, well, I'm so glad that you went there. I'm glad that you and I were able to talk about it. Jenna, this has been so great to get to know you. J-E-N-N-A from Minnesota. (laughs) You will be my friend. (laughs) I'll be the one that like might push you to do it a little faster. And you're going to be the one that's like, Paula, think about it. Yes. We're in. We're we're the checkmates for each other. I love this. Little thought into it, Jenna. (laughs) This has been amazing. Thanks so much for joining me on the show. Thank you for having me. I bet you're going to want to keep tabs on Jenna. So I'm going to put a link to her podcast, which is called Gold Digger in the show notes, as well as her website. So you can keep up to date with everything that's going on in Jenna's world. What a great conversation. And by the way, did you guys know that I have a personal newsletter? You know, the work that I'm doing with Carrie and for working moms and advocating for mothers in general. And we have a newsletter for working moms called the Carrie All, but I do a personal newsletter and it goes out every two weeks. It's 
uh, content to help you live your best life. We have a great time. I recommend my favorites. We do fun giveaways. I keep it real, just honest conversations about real life. I encourage you to sign up for my personal newsletter at paulaferrisofficial.com. Again, you can go to my website, paulaferrisofficial.com. It's free and we just have a lot of fun. And again, I hope it's content to help you live your best life. Okay, Jenna is a new friend to us, right? Next week, I have another new friend to introduce you to. A new friend to me, and I know you're going to love her as much as I do. I'll see you next week as we continue to talk about it on The Paula Ferris Show. Thanks, everybody. Oh, one more thing. Is this still on? Yeah, it is. If you're watching on YouTube right now, hit that subscription button or wherever you're listening, make sure you subscribe so that you don't miss a beat and invite your friends. Let's spread the word and let's talk about it.